Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Evan Carmichael. Hey, this is Ed Milet from World Financial Group. Hey, this is Gabe Meltzer, CEO of Sports One Marketing and the executive producer and host of Entrepreneur's Elevator Pitch and The Playbook. And if you want to learn how to build better relationships in your life. But I want you to learn how to max out the relationships in your life. If you want to learn how to cultivate relationships at the highest level. You should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast. Build Your Network podcast. Build Your Network podcast. With my good friend, Travis Chapel. Travis Chapel. Travis Chapel. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? Thanks so much for tuning in to the show today. I am excited to bring you guys who you know or what you know, part number six. So for those of you who don't know, this has become kind of the staple question here on the Building Network podcast that I've been asking every single guest since day one, who you know or what you know, which one's more important and why? And when I first started asking that question, I thought everybody would agree with me, say who, we'd move on, have a great networking conversation. But what I found was that everybody started giving me different answers. And so that's the reason for this series is just to throw a bunch of unique perspectives from some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs and basically asking them, hey, who you know or what you know, which one's more important, which one should be focusing our time on. So today we have three powerhouses talking to you about who you know or what you know. So first of all, we have Evan Carmichael. 
Evan is a YouTube master, a business YouTube master specifically. He's got almost 2 million subscribers on YouTube. He creates four or five pieces of content every single day. The dude is a monster online and a super, super knowledgeable guy. He also exited a software company before he even started doing anything on YouTube. So this guy is somebody I was had a, the pleasure to connect with in person out in Toronto. We had a great time with an interview. I stayed for a meetup and uh, he just has an electrifying personality. I can't wait for you to hear from him. And we have Ed Milet. This is one of the first bigger names that really gave me a shot when I first started my show. And I was eternal. I am eternally grateful to him. He's been such an influence in my life, and I've really appreciated his unofficial uh, mentorship that I, that I've taken on uh, in my life. And so Ed Milet has a lot of great things to say in general, but also great things to say about relationships versus knowledge. And then we have David Meltzer. If you don't know this guy's stuff, you have to start following him. He is one of the most genuine, caring individuals that I've ever met in my life. Some people put on a front of being genuine and caring, and then when you meet them behind closed doors, you don't really get that feeling. David is not one of them. He is always, always, always looking to help add value and just be a kind, generous person for people. And uh, he also has an incredible resume with the being the CEO of Sports One Marketing, the largest, largest uh, uh, sports agency in the country. And he's got partnerships with a bunch of pro athletes. He hosts Entrepreneur Magazine's The Playbook, which is a podcast that's put on by Entrepreneur. And he's also a producer and a host of Elevator Pitch, which is Entrepreneur's version of Shark Tank. And he's one of the judges on that show as well. So three powerhouses all talking about who you know or what what you know here in just a second. But first, really quickly, if you're somebody who loves to connect with other people and uh, you have not yet gotten your ticket to Build Your Network Live 2019, then you're making a mistake, okay? <laughs> I, I promise you, I promise, I promise that if you end up coming out here, you will see that I always add more value than I ask for. So when I when I charge a price for an event ticket, I promise you I'm going to over-deliver on that by a long shot. So I will make it worth your time. I will make it worth your money if you come out here because the biggest thing that we all need is we need more people. We need more relationships and we need higher quality relationships in our lives. And that's what this event is going to be focused on, building high quality relationships with high quality people. We're focusing on connection over content. And I can't wait to meet some of you out here in person in Las Vegas. It's November 8th through 10th. We rented out Top Golf. It's not at a stuffy hotel conference room. We're doing everything differently, and I promise you it's going to be worth it. We're going to have a fantastic time. So trust me, if you have not gotten a ticket yet, head over to buildyournetworklive.com and grab a spot today. And now here is who you know or what you know, part number six with Evan Carmichael, Ed Milet, and David Meltzer. Who you know or what you know, which one is more important and why? Interesting. I've used the what I know to get to the who I know. It's probably an atypical answer. I'm an introvert. I don't do networking super well. I do it through what I know. For example, about YouTube, I've helped a lot of the big names in the thought leadership space with yeah. their channels. People have been on my channel. I've helped them a lot. And the what I know created the leverage yeah, to create the who I know. I think it's a backwards way that most people look at it. Now, those people have helped me a lot in then explaining what I do. So the who I know becomes important. But the what I know led me to the who I know instead of the other way around. Well, I mean, there's no right answer. That's why yeah. I ask it open-ended like that because I get a lot of different um, answers to that question. So I know that we've kind of like sprinkled this throughout the whole conversation, but can you tell me a specific story in your life, your career, where maybe a connection that you had led you to maybe an opportunity that you might not have had had you not had that connection? Sure. And, and maybe this would help. Like, let me tell you about networking for introverts. Yeah, perfect. So I'm introverted. 
may not come across on stuff like this, but I, I never talk to the person next to me on the airplane. Yeah. I don't say hi. I could probably same exact way. I could probably use a lot of your coaching of like how to how to do better <laughs> at stuff. And I, I don't know if you know Charlie from Charisma on Command. Have you ever seen that YouTube channel? Wait, what say about the Charisma on Command? Oh, is yeah. the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So Charlie runs a channel. Yeah. And we met at an event, a YouTube event, and he then later made a video. It's like, hey, Evan, I want to make a video about you. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, of course, go yeah. for it. And the video was, I met Evan Carmichael, this master networker. Master networker? How am I the master <laughs> networker, right? Yeah. And so like, I was curious as to watching why. So some specific strategies for introverts, since I will never go up, unless I know the person, I need to make that introduction and get something. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I don't. So how do I do it? One, I speak at events. So I speak and then people come and talk to me after. Yep. I'm not going up and, and I don't attend many events that I'm not actually speaking at, but I've, I've created a lot of, I'm more on the marketing than on the sales. I've created a lot of marketing engine that people know me, like you asked to come interview me. So here we are. Yep. Amazing. Right. So creating that honeypot that people want to fly into instead of being out. So I speak at a lot of events too. Whenever I'm at an event, I always wear my branded gear. So if it's an entrepreneur event or YouTube event, people will recognize I got Evan Carmichael believe on the back and the airplane. And so it's like, oh, I think I know that guy. And I've seen that somewhere. Yeah. And the people come up and and they say, are you the guy? And it creates a conversation. Now it's easy because I have a brand. But if I didn't, then I would I would try to have something that would cause attention on myself. Right. Like these shoes. People always ask me about these shoes. He's like these Japanese rap shoes. Oh, yeah. People always say, where'd you get those shoes? Right. So doing something that then people will come to me yeah. instead of me reaching out. So whether, whether you like cowboy hats or some crazy jersey or chains or whatever, something that creates conversation <laughs> to make it easy for people to find you. Next, I always go to the middle of the busiest room and I don't talk to anybody. I pull up my phone and I start doing IGDMs. And what it does is it, it creates energy. So instead of being like at the back of the room on the phone or in my room or whatever, I go to the middle of the room and I'll just start doing IDM responses. Now, I get a lot of people DMing me, but if you're just starting, you don't have a lot of people following. Look at how many people follow you. Maybe you have 100 people. How many people follow you on Instagram? Uh, 27,000. 27,000. Like, that's a huge number. Somebody watching, maybe you have 50. Awesome. Make a video message for all of your 50. Say, hey, Jim, thank you so much for following me. I really appreciate you. Send. Next, right? Yeah. You have 27,000. <laughs> <laughs> Go all day. Be busy, yeah. Right? And then, but what that does is it raises your energy and then people see it. Yeah. And then as soon as I'm done one of the messages, invariably somebody's going to come up and talk to me afterwards. Yeah. And so that gives permission to create the conversation. Then in the conversation, I'm introverted. And I think one of the strengths of it is I listen well. I like to hear their story. Yeah. I don't I always argue that I'm very much introverted myself. I always yeah. argue that introverts make better networkers and extroverts because of that one thing. But yeah, go ahead. You listen better. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always listening and I'm trying to find ways that I can help them. So Charlie came up and he, I'd never met him before. I knew about his channel. He knew about mine, whatever, create an opportunity. And he started talking about how he wanted to write a book. And so I said, Hey, I've got a, I've got a literary agent. You want me to introduce you to my lit agent? Here's the thing she's going to look for. And so we had a half hour discussion around the lit agent. And then he was looking at doing a TV show. And then there was a panel about TV shows. And so I introduced him to the guy who was doing, I didn't know the guy. I just said, Hey, Charlie wants to do a TV show. You, You do funding for TV shows, like you guys should connect. And then a buddy of mine, Sean Cannell, if you know Sean. He's, was, a, he's a Vegas guy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, great. Local yeah, for you. with him in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So he has his YouTube show, looking to interview influencers. I've been on the show at least two times. And he said, hey, Sean, you looking to interview more people? Like Charlie from Charisma Command is here. Do you want to talk to him? Like, yeah, I love an introduction. And so yeah. I introduced him. I go to the value add. Right. And so I'm not even thinking about that naturally. I'm just trying to help. I'm listening. And then here, how can I help? And that I'm a master networker now, apparently. Right. But honestly, yeah, you are. 
Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's, that's it. That's it how it is. That's all it is. Even though I think I'm it's the worst networker of all time. Out. Yeah. Looking for the way that yeah. you can just add some value and help out. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. It's really as, as simple as that. So I think it's creating, like the hardest part is probably creating the, the conversation that people will talk to you. Like going up and approaching to me sounds terrifying. And now that I say that it sounds terrifying, I need to attack it and do it just because. <laughs> right? You should. Right. So I do it through marketing. I do it through speaking. I do it through branding. I do it through having something unique. Yep. I do it through raising my energy with the, with the video DM. So specific tactics that people can leverage so that people come and find you. Because if you're buried in the corner at the, at the event and head down and nothing you know, exceptional happening, but nobody's going to want to talk to you. And then, and then you'll probably leave after 45 minutes and say, this sucks. And I wasted my money coming here and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I've had a lot of great opportunities that came. So it's your original question, I guess, right? Like even meeting Charlie, I actually went to say hi because I knew his face and I was a fan of his channel. And then, then he made a video about me and his channel is bigger than mine. And at the time I had, I don't know, 400,000 subscribers. He had over a million. Mm-hmm. And now I got featured on this channel. Yeah. A million plus people without asking, just because exactly. I just tried asking. to help them out. That's it. What's up, everybody? Just want to take a quick second and give a shout out to my favorite new podcasting app, Himalaya. If you are not listening to podcasts on this app, you are definitely missing out. It's like a social media app, but for podcast listeners. Follow your go-to shows, like and comment on your favorite episodes, and download professionally curated playlists made just for you. So head on over to your app store or Google Play Store, download Himalaya today, and then thank me later. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Wow. Oh my goodness. They're both critically important. But if I had to pick one, I would pick what I know. Hmm. And, and the reason I would pick what I know is that because I think in order to network with people, in order to build relationships with people, and by the way, I'm talking about in terms of value. Now, if you ask me what I could take with me, it'd be who I know. But you talk about value, it'd be what I know. And let me give you the reason why. What I know can introduce me to who I know. Hmm. So who I know doesn't help me with what I know necessarily. What I know is this. In order to build relationships with people and to network them, I believe in the law of reciprocity. Big time. Mm-hmm. It's reciprocal. And so if I bring you value and you bring me value, we have a connection. Yeah. And so all of my great friends, there's a value there, whether they make me feel more confident or loved or cared about or secure or, or there's information, right? And so for me, I'm a huge believer in giving to people and that there's value. Like people say, would you please mentor me? Well, the mentors I've acquired in my life is because I also brought something to them of value, mm-hmm. right? Whether it be my coachability or my intensity or something that I knew in another area as well. Yeah. So that's a really difficult question. That's almost like picking between my two children. You know, it's <laughs> right, right. difficult. But I think what I know, I've obviously acquired, I should amend that. I've acquired a lot of what I know through who I know. Yeah. But in my case, because oftentimes people know that I know some higher profile people, I don't want people to construe that somehow that that's critical in being successful is knowing somebody famous because it's not. It has nothing to do with being successful. It's what I know. So I'll pick what I know, but that's a toughie. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers 
Agree, that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So can you tell us a time, a specific time that you can think back to, Ed, just like a quick story about somebody that you met one time who introduced you to this person, to that person that led to this opportunity and created a good amount of success for you? Yeah, through failure. I'll give you a great story. I had gone broke in business. One of these other times I went broke. We were newly married and my home was foreclosed on. And then about Six months later, we went out to work at the apartment building we were in, and my wife came back in and said, someone stole my car. And I went, oh, my God. We've, you know, I'm going broke. Yeah. My home's foreclosed on. Now someone stole her car. And then it was worse than that because it wasn't stolen. It was repossessed. Oh, so no. her car was repossessed. Then, then a few weeks later, the power was turned off. And then our water got turned off. And that was the final straw because with water, you can't even cook. And so every morning, my wife and I would get up at our apartment. We'd gather our things. I would go down the stairs to the pool area outdoors, and there was a shower there. And my bride, new bride, we would shower every morning there, freezing. Wow. And it was shameful, man. I was ashamed. And she had to go get a job because I couldn't make it. And when she got that job, the first day that she sat down, she sat with another lady there who had gotten the job the same day too, right next to each other at the reception desk. And that woman ended up introducing me to the best person I ever recruited into my company. Wow. And that guy has gone on to be a multimillionaire in my company and gone on to become very successful. And so that failure that happened, happened for me. If my water doesn't get turned off, the car doesn't get repossessed. If I don't lose my house, my wife doesn't get that job. She does not meet Valencia, who doesn't introduce me to Dan, and my life is completely in a different direction. So yes, wow. it's crazy. That's, yeah, that's such an incredible story because it's so hard for somebody listening to this right now that's maybe going through a lot of that stuff. It's so hard to look to the future and be like, hey, everything's going to be okay. When you were in that position, Ed, what were the thoughts that you had? Were you just like, man, I'm just, maybe I should just go get a job or like, was it still that commitment that we talked about at the very beginning? No, I was scared. I'm not going to tell you that I wasn't scared. I'm not going to tell you that I wasn't down. I was. What I did do is I worked. I kept working. You imagine what a fraud you feel like when you get out of that shower at the pool in the morning and you put your suit on and now you got to go, hey, world, come right. follow me and be right. successful. Right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of you feel that way too. 
I just felt like I kept telling myself, I'm serious, everybody. I kept assuring myself of one thing because I was scared. I was down. I remembered as an athlete, though, I remember coaches always telling me when I was a kid, if you keep doing the things other people aren't willing to do, Eddie, you're going to get the hits other guys aren't going to get. And so that was in baseball. And so in business, I kept telling myself, I'm willing to do the things other people aren't willing to do. I'm eventually going to get the things other people aren't going to get. And I just fed myself that belief. I'm willing to do these things. Most people won't go through this. Most people won't pay this price. Most people won't make this many phone calls. And I kept assuring myself and assuring myself that that would happen. And I'm just telling you, it was through sheer work, sheer belief that if I kept working, because I didn't always believe in myself. I didn't always have a vision I was going to make it, right? I didn't. But what I did is I kept working. I think sometimes we have to work even when we don't feel like it. And so little by little, little cracks would happen, little breaks would happen, little things would take place. And my self-confidence just started to flourish. Mm -hmm. And we really do, I'll I'll finish on this point on this. We really do get what we expect. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is I was getting what I expected. I was getting what I thought I was worth. I was being tested. I had to get my self-confidence built up, my identity built up where I would not tolerate where I was. Malcolm X has this great saying, that which you do not hate, you will eventually tolerate. And I had to get to this point where I just hated where it was. It wasn't all about roses and bubble gum and I believe it and I'm overcoming. No, I was scared. I was hurting, but I kept telling myself, I'm doing stuff other people won't do. I'm going to get things they won't get. And that's how I broke through, man. Just sheer work. I love so, so much of that. And that mentality is the exact mentality that I think most people just give up too quickly on because they let all that self-doubt take over instead of figuring out more ways to keep depositing into their confidence. So quick. never, Travis, they never stick around. They make effort deposits and effort deposits, and then they don't stick around for the withdrawal. And so even when you're not making money, even when you're not accumulating whatever you're trying to accumulate, clients or prospects or agents in your business, whatever it is, even when that's not happening, you are making deposits. You are making deposits. Be clear about that. Every call, every meeting, every day is a deposit. Okay, I promise you. The account may not be growing yet, but it's a deposit. And eventually those deposits are magnifiers once the account starts to grow. I promise you, right? You have to stick around long enough in order to get the withdrawal. The athletes I coach, I can't tell you, brother, how often, like I'm right now I'm working with some bodybuilder guys. They train and diet and excruciating, and they go to the thing to get their pro card, and they don't get it, and they quit. And I'm like, listen, you're three more events away, six more months of contest. Why would you have done all this starvation, all this work, all the reps, all the excruciating pain to make no withdrawal? Are you crazy? You don't think all these weights you've lifted, all the dieting, that there wasn't some deposits being made there, even though you didn't get your pro card yet? Yeah. I think yeah. golfers, but business people are like, they don't see the account growing, so they're not cognizant of the deposits they're making. Thank God, brother, me and you both stayed for the withdrawal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the difference. Right, right. Now that's uh, consistency mixed with your confidence over a long time is going to produce enough results in order for you to make that withdrawal. So stick around if you're listening and you're right at that tipping point, stick around and wait for the withdrawal. 
it seems like there is a lot of masterful relationship building that's happening during some of these bigger deals that you've been able to put together. And not like we talked about in a manipulative way, but in a value add sort of way, which is why you've been able to have a long term career, right? Because if you come in and you might be a good negotiator, quote unquote, but then you don't lead with value, you don't offer value and you don't give that value after the deal is struck, then your career is going to be pretty short lived regardless. So you've been able to make this into a very long and very successful career with multiple different industries, facets, and all these different things that you've been able to put together. Can you kind of talk to us about a couple of your top, since this is the Bilge Network podcast, top relationship building tips, maybe your top advice for that? Oh, of course. So number one, there's two questions to build a relationship. One, start with how can I be of service? Provide value. Two, ask for help. Do you know anyone that can help me with this? If you load yourself with those two questions, and connect to people on emotion for logical reasons, you can build a network. And then in order to maintain that network, those relationships, very simply look at things with the perspective of being kind to your future self. Don't worry about the present, but provide value for the future. Put faith in the future. Don't put faith in the past. Yeah, that's, I mean, that right there sums up basically everything we talk about on the show. <laughs> the got, got to add value <laughs> and you got to think long-term. Like those two things have to be involved in your relationship building process or else you're just doing it the wrong way and probably for the wrong uh, reasons. Dave, this is a question that I ask every single person that comes on the show. So I am really stoked to get your take on this. Um, it goes a lot of different directions with a lot of different people. So do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important and why? <laughs> so I actually believe who you know is more important than what you know. And then let me explain why. If who you know can give you opportunities, even if you don't know what, meaning I've seen people that know me, they don't know what, but then they learn what. If Sometimes if you know what you know, but there's no one to help you, the who, then you never have an opportunity to not only execute on what you know, but learn more of what you know. Where somebody that has the who has the ability to learn the what and execute on the what. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, I just want to stand up and start clapping right now, man. <laughs> that's uh, so, so much about what we talk about here is something that I always tell people is there's, there's probably somebody out there, there's definitely somebody out there doing what you want to do that's not as good as you are, but has the opportunity just because they know people. So if you limit yourself by just saying, you know what, if I'm just really good at this, I'll be able to get all the opportunities. That might be true to a certain extent, but knowing the people could provide opportunity, which will then allow you to learn the skill or master the craft at exponential rates comparatively to what you would have been able to do by yourself. Is that basically what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it can be taken the wrong way, right? Because you don't want people to think, you know, this is a very closed world. It's only who you know, because it's so easy to ask for help and make your own who's. And people take it instantly in a scarce regard that, oh, well, I got to be in the inside, inside circle. Look, let me just tell you this. I was born with a single mom that was a substitute teacher in Akron, Ohio. I went to a college with 1,500 people. I didn't come from a ton of money or know a ton of people. I don't have senators and governors in my family. What I did was ask for help, learn and execute on the what, and made a name for myself where now today at 50 years old, I'm now one of the who's, uh, which makes me feel really good because it gives me the power to help others as well. 
having as much influence as you've now been able to earn throughout your entire career by all the value that you've offered to people, is there a way in particular that really just rubs you the wrong way when people try to connect with you? Yeah, you know what uh, rubs me the wrong way is when people aren't honest. It's really funny because I've gone through a transition in my life where what really bothered me was when people oversold, back end sold, manipulated. And the reason it bothered me most at that time was because I was overselling, back end selling, manipulating, and even lying. I used to dislike my own father because of it, because he was an extraordinary salesman, but was born and raised in, on the kind of manipulative type of selling. And the reason I disliked him or even hated him so much is because it's what I hated about myself. As I matured, it's just a turnoff to me. It's, you know, it's not something that I put judgment or conditions on. It's just an immediate turnoff. There was so many different companies with the funds that I have in the TV show and the podcast. When people are blowing smoke up my backside or manipulating me, you know, it's just an immediate turnoff. And like I said earlier, right? Don't negotiate to the last penny. Always be fair and don't do business with dicks. It's an immediate turnoff that I would not like to do business with me, with those people. So let's break it down here and make it really easy. If somebody is just now tuning in and they're about to tune out and they have this one minute to really get some value here, besides the things that we've already talked about, what would be your number one piece of advice for somebody to network better? I really have a simple matrix of networking and it's a guaranteed success. There's four ways to network, in person, on the phone, via email and media, which is social media, advertising, traditional TV, radio, print. What people don't understand within the context of those four things, you need to, number one, ask the two critical questions, which is how can I be of service? And two, do you know anyone that can help me? And then the second component to asking is attracting. So if you get into the consistent habit of every day, in person, on the phone, via email or media, Asking those two questions and then learning how to connect emotionally to someone for logical reasons to attract the business or networking to you. That simple matrix of those eight different things will draw more business and take your business from the offensive where you're looking for business to the defensive where you don't have enough time to handle all the business that you have. Wow. <laughs> That's got to be a really cool flip, right? To uh, go from being desperate for business to having too much business. <laughs> Probably what everybody's really going for, I, I would assume. Yeah, I know. It's a really nice flip as well. And then my main focus is being on the defensive is building the downline to handle all the business that I can't handle. And so now I'm just consistently making a percentage off of people referring the business that I can't do, whether it's speaking engagements, TV, radio, coaching, all the different areas, or just other areas of business development that I'm not involved with. Hmm. Right, right, right. What do you think, besides the things we've already talked about, what do you think are the three most important skills that someone should be focused on developing in 2019 and onward? I actually think there's four skills. Uh, one is gratitude, two is forgiveness, three is accountability, and the fourth is effective communication, which includes being able to connect and inspire you and allow it to come through you, appreciate, add value to give to others to inspire them. If you focus in on those four things, you'll be extremely successful, whatever you set your mind, your intention, and attention to. Well, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. As most of you know, I talk a lot about giving value to others. This podcast is one of the ways that I do that since all the content from the show is totally 100% 
for free. And when people ask me how they can add value to me, one of the ways I tell them is to head over to iTunes, hit the subscribe button and leave a rating and review. This not only gives me valuable feedback on what you think about the show, but it also helps me with Apple's algorithm. So please, 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 if you have not done that yet, head over to iTunes, leave a rating and review for the show. It adds tremendous value and it only takes a minute or two of your time. Also, if you have not yet registered for my live event out here at Top Golf behind MGM in Las Vegas this coming November, then you're going to want to head to buildyournetworklive.com to do that right away. Seating is extremely limited, so you need to act fast on this. Head to buildyournetworklive.com to grab your ticket today. Trust me, you are going to want to be a part of this inaugural live event so that in 10 years from now, you can brag about being one of the founding members. Plus, you know me, I promise I will over-deliver on value and make it worth way more than you are going to invest to get here. So have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.